Razzies, 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 Razzies. This is the 30-something movie podcast, and we're going to lock down the audio from our Patreon exclusive episodes so tight, nothing will leak out ahead of time. No. Christopher Walken, what are you doing here? We have got to keep this from getting out. I said no. But we have to keep it to ourselves. I don't want to. If people hear the preview, they're going to flood our Patreon with more supporters. I don't care. But then we're going to have to create even more bonus content if that happens. Too bad. All right, Mr. Walken, you won me over. Here is this month's preview of our Patreon exclusive episode. It is the 30-something movie podcast. This is one of our Patreon co-executive producer specials. So if you are one of our Patreon co-executive producers, hi there. All right. Well, this episode yeah. is on the Razzies of 1992. Razzies, 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 We go from giving you our best to talking about the worst. Yeah. So that's what this episode is. Uh, if you recall, last year we did an episode on the Razzies of 1991. It was episode 381. Um, mm -hmm. And we talked about, let's see, Return to the Blue Lagoon. Yeah. We talked about Nothing But Trouble. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that was that Dan Aykroyd one. Um, Chevy Chase. We talked about Hudson right. Hawk, which you and I decided yeah. was, a, was an okay movie. Yeah, it was fun. That was a fun movie. <clears throat> it was fine. It was fun. Uh, Bruce Willis, uh, Danny Aiello, Andy McDowell. Uh, we oh, sorry, excuse me. I, I I just about choked on something. We also yeah, talked. Yeah, well, about, that's we didn't we didn't talk about anything else, John. We talked about Cool as Ice. We well, no, wait a minute. We thought that was a good. That was a fun movie. I thought you were going to talk about that other one that we didn't talk about. Cool as Ice was good. <laughs> John, I'm on Zoom and I feel your look. It wasn't bad. It was like an extended movie music video. You had Naomi Campbell singing in the first five minutes, and it was filled with motorcycles. Now, it was cheesy and all that kind of thing, but, I mean, it was fun a little bit. No? Okay, I'm done. I'm, I'm <laughs> I feel like I just got penalty points on my podcast license. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I'm trying to let you I'm trying to let you figure out whether I froze on Zoom or whether I was just trying not to say anything. I saw the vein. I okay, saw good, the good. vein pulsating in your temple. Good. So Yeah. Yeah. You, you know oh, what? Man. I I have given a name to my pain and apparently it's movies with the word cool with the word cool in the title. Okay. All right. Cool All world, right. cool okay. as ice. All right. You know what, okay. though? You know what, though? For next year, I've never actually seen Cool Runnings. That could be good. Wait, Cool Runnings? This is the bobsled one. Bobs yeah, yeah the Jamaican bobsled. bobsled team. Oh, that's a really good movie. Yeah, I have not seen that that's, one. I've, I've seen bits yeah. and pieces, but I have not seen the whole thing. So maybe that, yeah. will, that will break my, uh, my, my cool rule. That'll break your cool rule. Okay. Third time's the charm on that one. Right. Third time's the charm. All right. Okay. Well, well, if anybody wants to go back and check out our Razzies of 91 episode, that was back in episode 381 that came out last year. So go check that one out. Um, this time around, though, we actually, our list of Razzies that we're going to be talking about, we're actually going to skip two of the uh, two of the five movies that were nominated for Razzie Award uh, 1992 for Worst Picture because we've already talked about them. Uh, one of them is The Bodyguard, and one of them is Newsies. So, and, and you know, I, and I don't want to break up the flow. I mean, because no, we don't we don't want to stop the flow, hmm. um, especially okay. But you know, my question is, 
I like Newsies and I like the bodyguard. So what's wrong with me? Don't answer that question. Mm -hmm. But like what qualified, and you actually just said it, it, they were nominated for worst picture. Mm -hmm. So, I I mean, what was the qualification behind that? Um, What was, and I I know that we hadn't planned to talk about it, but I'm just kind of curious because it's like, you know, okay, maybe there's some universal, like, okay, this wasn't a good picture. Boy, this person, the acting wasn't, you know, so that was what the nomination was. But do you get what I'm saying? Like, I I just, I'm wondering what the criteria would be. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, most times, most times it kind of comes down to the writing, the acting. Uh, I mean, you've got Razzie Awards just like you do, you have Oscar Awards. So you have like uh, worst actor, worst story, worst, you know, all those different awards. Um, so, you know, it's I think it's uh, well here. Current, the current awards are worst picture, worst director, worst actor, worst actress, worst supporting actor, worst supporting actress, worst screenplay. Worst prequel, remake, ripoff, or sequel. Uh, but that one didn't start until 1994. And then they have a couple of them that are um, that started much later, like 2013. Worst Screen Combo and Razzie Redeemer Award. Not quite sure what those are. Uh, they had some others um, that they do not have anymore. Worst Original Song, Worst New Star, Worst Musical Score, Worst Visual Effects. Worst screen couple, worst screen couple, worst screen ensemble, and worst screen ensemble. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. So those are all the awards. But like I said, I mean, I I know like last time we did this, there were some movies that were like, oh, yeah, okay, I could, you know, like your your take on cool uh, uh, cool in the gang or whatever uh, it was called. Uh-huh. Ice. Uh, what was it? I've, I've pushed it out of my mind. Cool, cool as ice. <laughs> That there you go. See, uh, you can yeah. say it. Um, no, I can't. But I guess I was just I was just surprised that it was like, well, Newsies. I I I thought Newsies was pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I I just I'm I'm kind of starting this off by saying, you know, I I find it, you know, interesting which movies end up in the Razzies category. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've kind of I've tried to find like why like how do you determine what gets the worst picture award like what is it that yeah what is it that that what's the criteria i guess is the word i'm looking for mm-hmm. yeah right i'm, I'm not 100 percent sure all i right. see are all i see are the lists of the razzie awards and nobody ever really seems to be able to tell me why yeah that's yeah. an interesting and and like bodyguard uh, and man boy i i should go back and listen to the, uh, the episode but wasn't that a pretty popular movie when it, was, it came yeah. out yeah I mean, it was, it was huge. And now, I mean, sometimes, you know, it, it's almost like you see it go the other way. Like, you know, the, the films that get nominated or the, the, for, for Oscars or the films that get um, recognition from the critics are the ones that like, you know, <laughs> the masses are like, really? Okay. Yeah. Then. Well, you know, I mean the, the bodyguards. I like are, Iron Man. How come Iron Man isn't in the, you know, like right. that kind of. Well, the bodyguards, the bodyguards a good example because the bodyguard was, and and I think partly because of the Whitney Houston song that came out of it, you know, right. her, her cover of right. Dolly Parton's song. Um, 
you know, that, but I mean, that became kind of a cultural thing. You had other movies were poking fun at the bodyguard. Um, okay. You know, it, it's been used in all kinds of different places. Like people have, uh, you know, made parodies of the poster where he's carrying her, um, you know, he's, mm-hmm. he's carrying her in his arms and, and kind of getting away. And um, I know that's been used for other movies. They've kind of poked fun at it a little bit. And um, I know that other other movies and TV shows have kind of, you know, they've either paid tribute to or poked fun at the bodyguard. So, I mean, that was one that was pretty big, and I think a lot of people would recognize that one. The rest of these, probably not so much. Right. So that's right. one of those. But if you do one, if you're listening to this and you're like, I, I would like to hear what the guy said about the bodyguard, if you go to our website, 30podcast.com, that's 30thewordpodcast.com, and if you search for or kind of scroll down a bit, um, and find episode number 403, that is The Bodyguard. Um, and then I think it's episode 409 is Newsies. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're kind of close to each other. Uh, we put those out, um, I think Bodyguard came out in April of this this year, 2022, and Newsies was in May of 2022. So if you go look for those, it's uh, Bodyguard is 403 and Newsies is 409. So if you want to go take a look at those, you can either... Find either of those by scrolling through in whatever uh, podcast app or program you use, or find it from our website uh, directly there at 30podcast.com. So, all right. So, the ones that we will talk about tonight so, the Bodyguard and Newsies, those are on the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The ones that we will be talking about tonight are Shining Through, Christopher mm-hmm. Columbus, The Discovery, and Final mm-hmm. Analysis. Mm-hmm. So, those are the ones. Um, and I will. Do you want me to tell you now which one won Worst Picture, or do you want to wait till the end? You want to talk about them first uh, and then have me tell you? Yeah, man. Let's let's delay gratification. Okay. All right. All right. Um, so, yeah. So, let's go ahead. We'll go ahead and start with um, – we'll do them in the order I watched them in. Now, you um, you did not get a chance to watch all of um, – I think it was Shining Through. Shining through okay. and a kind of an ironic thing because like the, the content and topic matter just in looking at it uh, looked like the one it would probably kind of like, ah, that one maybe would interest me yeah. the most like, uh, and I left that one for last. And then I, I, I'm sorry, viewers. I just kind of got slammed for time. So I kind of watched through. And so I'll be in our discussion. I'll be kind of the one, you know, posing the, well, this sounded like, it sounds like it's interesting. Where did it go wrong? And yeah. then our esteemed host will have to be the one filling in the gaps. But yeah. um, that was the that was the one I only got a partial on. And I my 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 dear apologies. Oh, no, that's my right. sincere apologies, not my dear apologies. No, that's, they, they can be dear or sincere. I don't care. Nice. Um, all right, so we'll we'll do them in that order. So we'll start off with Shining yeah. Through. Shining Through came out on the thirty first of January, nineteen ninety two, rated R, with a runtime of two hours twelve minutes. Directed by David Seltzer, who did uh, Punchline and Nobody's Baby. Producers were Carol Baum and Howard Rosenman. The Baum did Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie, and oh, one of Pat's favorite movies, Dead Ringers. Oh, you love, a, you love that, that one. That was that was the one guy that played the two brothers that. Uh huh. Jeremy Irons, yeah, the twin gynecologists yeah. that murdered people. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, that was the, that was uplifting. The tools of the trade were like a Klingon gynecologist. Oh my gosh, it was <laughs> it was it was rough, man. Well, and maybe it was just a fantastic movie, and the, the content matter was disturbing. So I guess that was the point of it. But 
Yeah, that was that was quite a movie. Perhaps it is a good day to get an examination. <laughs> oh, oh no, John! Oh my gosh! Oh man, I, I got so many. I got so many like waiting on tap that like every 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 group will come after us. Uh-huh. <laughs> we'll have to keep that on the after dark one. Yeah, yeah. A Klingon um, gynecologist. That's right. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Mm. Oh, man. Uh, well, this one's only going to the Patreon, friends, so feel free to... Yeah, that's right. We can, we can let is, have it. We, can, is, uh, we can let have it. This is the exclusive. This is the unedited 30-something movie podcast, so you say whatever you want. That's right, man. Okay. That's right. Uh, let's see. And then Rosenman also did Buffy the Vampire Slayer and The Family Man. Writers for this one, uh, Susan Isaacs wrote the novel it was based off of, and David Seltzer did the screenplay. Uh, Isaacs also wrote Hello Again and Compromising Positions. Seltzer wrote The Omen and Dragonfly. Cinematography was done by Jan DeBont, who did Die Hard and The Hunt for Red October. Editor for this one was Craig McKay, who did Silence of the Lambs and Philadelphia. Music was done by Michael Kamen, who died in 2003, did the music for X-Men and Event Horizon. Uh, could not find budget information for this one, but the box office was 43.8 million. So not terrible. Like that's not mm-hmm. a, it's not a bad box office. I mean, it's not going to blow anybody away, but it's not terrible. Um, audience, audience score on Rotten Tomatoes confirms. I mean, it's pretty good. Yeah. I flick metrics, which combines Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb and Letterboxd gives it a 56. What did Rotten Tomatoes give it? I thought it was in the 70s. I thought Rotten Tomatoes okay. said 74. Well, the Flick, yeah. metri- Flick Metrics averages Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, and Letterboxd, okay. so that's why it could be a okay. slightly different score. So what was it again on Rotten Tomatoes? I, th- I thought it, the audience score was 74%. Okay. okay. So, you know, but, at, I mean, we've talked before, Rotten Tomatoes sometimes can be right. you know, right. inflated one way or the other. Yeah. Uh, Cinema Score gives this one a B+. Uh, starring, oh. Yeah, so B+. Plus, so not bad. I mean, yeah. people that went to see it uh, did not think it was a terrible movie. Uh, starring Michael Douglas as Ed Leland. He was in Wall Street and Fatal Attraction. Melanie Griffith as Linda Voss. She was in Working Girl and Body Double. Liam Neeson as Franz Otto Dietrich. Um, he was in Schindler's List and The Grey. Joely, let's try that one more time. Joely Richardson was Marguerite von Eberstein. She was in King Ralph and Event Horizon. Uh, and then John Gilgood, who died in 2000, played Sunflower. He was in Arthur and Shine. Uh, just before World War II, spirited New Yorker Linda Voss goes to work for an international lawyer and secret office of strategic services spy at Leland. As they fall in love, the United States joins the war against Hitler. Linda agrees to work covertly for Ed, spying behind Nazi lines. Linda is tasked with uncovering intelligence on a German bomb, but she also has a personal goal in mind, finding out what happened to her Jewish family members who had been living in Berlin. Well, we're not going to, we, we have several movies to talk about, so we're not going to spend a ton of time on each of these, mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. um, so how much, so you and I were talking before we started recording, you saw up to the point where she agrees to go off and be a spy in Germany. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's about where it ended for you. Yeah. That's, and, and I'm going to say to be continued. Like I, I want to kind of see it through to its end, yeah. you know? Yeah. All right. Um, so take everything I'm going to say with a grain of salt then, since you're going to go watch it. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, hey, I know what I'm signing up for, so no worries, no worries. You form your own opinions is what I'm saying, so. 
Yeah. And I'm just going to say like, okay, so, all right, I watched it and check it out. Like, you know, person becomes a spy, all this kind of thing. World War II drama behind enemy lines. Okay. Fascinating. I'm in. Where did it go wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so where do I start with this one? This one, I, so I'm going to go through each of these and I'm going to say, and we'll both say, you know, especially for the other ones, since we both watched through mm-hmm. the whole thing on the other ones is whether or not you feel like it deserves to be on this list. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say, yes, this movie deserves to be on the Razzie list. And for the same, I mean, the, the, the only reason I give it some props is for the same reason you just mentioned is it has all the elements of what I think should be a good movie. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's wartime, it's spies, it's all this, I mean, all the stuff we typically like in a movie, mm-hmm. but the part where you ended for me was yeah. about the part where the thing went off the rails. Okay. Because the story, story wise, there was a lot of illogical stuff that happened. There was a lot of stuff that I'm like, there is no way that would happen. Like I, mm-hmm. I have to suspend my disbelief too much for mm-hmm. certain things that happened in this movie. Um, <clears throat> what was the, I, I, I did read the Roger Ebert review of this from 92 and what did he mm-hmm. call it? He called it the idiot, the idiot plot. <laughs> and his definition, I think of the idiot plot was something along the lines of if these people, if these people were, Oh God, I'm, I'm going to forget what it was. It's something along the lines of these, if these people were any more idiotic than they were, the movie would be over in like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that he can turn a phrase. I'll give him that. I, you know, what, I want to go find it because I'm I'm butchering it when I'm trying to trying to go through this. Um, here it is. So this is his review from January 31st of '92. He gave it two stars, and he says, "This is good pod where I'm googling stuff." Yeah. It's and singing filler music. Yeah, it's a great pod. Um, it'd be great if I could find what I was looking for. Oh, there we go. Uh, here we go. This is our old friend, the idiot plot, all the way. You know where the movie would never, where the movie would be over in ten minutes is if everyone in it weren't an idiot. <laughs> so, and I will tell you why, because partly this movie doesn't know what it wants to be. Like once you get into that, but once you get into the part where you left off, it's like, all right. So is this a romance? It has been up to this point, but is it a spy movie? Maybe. Is it a Holocaust survivor movie? Maybe because she's being interviewed. You know, it's a, this whole thing is a flashback. She's being interviewed like 40 Mm -hmm. years, 40 years later or whatever. Um, Mm Is it a comedy? Inadvertently, yes, in some parts. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to go through, I think most of my review of this one is going to be me nitpicking certain scenes that just made me go, huh? <laughs> so <clears throat> when she, all right, I'm going to start. And normally, I mean, you know me, unless it's Cool World, I don't like to really badmouth anything. Sure, right. But I have decided, what what is, um... Greatest Generation guys. What do they call it? Mount Armus when they have their their least yeah. favorite movies. They go on Mount Armus. Yep, yep. 
okay, so if I had a Mount Armas or if I had a, a Mount, um, I'm going to call mine Mount Goldthwaite because of Bobcat okay. Goldthwaite. Right. So All right. Act- All actors, the, yeah. actors or actresses that just bother me, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean they're bad. They just, it grates on my nerves. So Bobcat Goldthwaite is on there. Woody Allen is on there. I think I got to put Melanie Griffith on there. Okay. Her, just her, her whole, her mannerisms, her, the way she talks, she is mm-hmm. the, to have someone narrate the voiceover of this movie and for it to yeah. be like this. And I was going to Germany where I was going to be a spy and I was blah, 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 blah. Like, ah, oh, flames uh... on the side of my face, flame <laughs> burning flames. So, no, worst narrator ever. I'm going to give her that award. She wins that one. Um, mm-hmm. Also, worst spy ever because mm-hmm. she and, – and this movie did – this is where I think the whole thing was kind of disjointed. The writing, it didn't know what it wanted to be. It didn't know what kind of movie it wanted to be. The characters would often do things that, according to uh, Ebert's idiot plot, um, it should have gotten them killed at least half a dozen times over. Mm-hmm. in these situations it jumps back and forth between speaking english versus speaking german okay i'm like okay so if you don't want to tax your audience too much and your audience is an american audience sure have your characters speak english maybe in a german accent you know mm-hmm. if if you're lucky enough to not have kevin costner in your movie you could speak in a german accent and mm-hmm. you can do it that way this movie chooses to do some in German, some in English. Okay. And some yeah. in sometimes mixing it back and forth. Okay. So I had some problems with that piece of it too. That's that's a, yeah. maybe a little bit more, more nitpicky than others because movie, American movies especially tend to do that. They don't want to mm-hmm. tax their audience's brain too much, so they don't they don't have it be in a foreign language for too much of the movie. Right. Okay, so let's get into when she goes over and she becomes the spy. She's put in a situation where she is supposed to cook and she is supposed to wow these people. Okay. And she totally butchers it. Okay. She serves, so soup that is, it's like a cucumber soup. It's supposed to, it's supposed to be cold. She serves it hot. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the big one. Yeah, that's, that's the giveaway. That's a big one. But then she also serves meat. I don't know if it was, was it pheasant or was it something? She serves it. It's practically raw. So if you're, okay. going, if you're going over to be a spy and your cover story is that you're this great cook, that you're going to have hired to be in the household of the guy who's, yeah. you know, Death Star plans you need to, you need to microfilm. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, that doesn't work. And then yeah, that, in, in the midst of all good. that, she in the midst of all that, she spills, I think she spills soup all over Liam Neeson's character, who is supposed to be a high-ranking Nazi guy. Yeah. So at least three times during the dinner alone, she probably would have been executed in real life. Right. But according to uh Ebert Siskel or Ebert? Ebert. According to his the idiot theory yeah. is that the uh, the bad guys are idiots too, so no one notices. Correct. In fact, not only that, um, but Liam Neeson's character is so charmed by her, he hires her to be his nanny. Oh, his okay. And to watch his okay. children. 
Okay. Well, you know. So then she ends up in his house and finding like secret passages and finding plans and things like that. And it, so it still works out that she can be a spy. She's just the worst spy right. ever. Yeah. I, I don't know about the raw pheasant. Like I don't, is raw meat a thing? You know, I, I don't know. Well, they, that's what they make up the excuse. It's like, well, this is how they prepare it in Switzerland or something like that. Okay. It's like, okay. Yeah, no, you just, I think you just are a terrible cook. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's like so, the friends episode. No dad, that's not how they fit pants. Right. Right. Yeah. So there's that. Um, one of the biggest ones, well, actually one of the most, one of the most awkward lines of the movie. And if this was 30 podcast after dark, you can take this however you want. Um, <laughs> when she is, well, and you would have seen this part because it, it would have been in the part that, uh, before you, before you had to leave off, um, the okay. part where she's trying to convince him that she can do it, like that mm-hmm. she can be sent to Germany. She can pretend to be, um, a, what was it? A Berlin, um, butcher's wife or something like, or a, mm-hmm. a butcher's daughter or something like that. And she's right. trying to tell Michael Douglas that she is a good cook and that her food is going to taste like authentic German food. And the line, she, she just, she starts yelling it at him. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what is the, what is she saying? Is this, mm-hmm. is this supposed to mean something else? She starts yelling at him, taste my strudel. Taste my strudel. I'm like, uh, <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to unpack there. I don't. I don't know. I um, help. Yeah, <laughs> help me. That, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to be a better man. <laughs> Can I get a cyanide capsule put in my tooth? Because oh my gosh, I, oh I my need, gosh, I need, yeah. I need a way out of this. Um, yeah. And this is this and when she, and she puts the children in danger, the children she's watching, she puts them in danger because and she has this whole thing where she's supposed to be a spy and she's supposed to be getting these plans for this bomb that the Germans are building. But then she right. will randomly take the children with her and go on trips to try to track down her relatives that are in Berlin and may have been caught by the Nazis. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, but but you, you're an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right. The last one I'm going to leave off with for this movie okay. is is okay. Michael Douglas's character. Okay. And this to me is the most glaring idiot plot to use Ebert's word um, piece that I saw in the whole thing. Right. Michael okay. Douglas is supposed to be this amazing spy. Right. Amazing spy. Right. Right. Later in the movie, there is a scene where you do actually see him doing his doing some of his spy stuff. You know, he's dressed in a, mm-hmm. in a Nazi officer's uh, uniform. And but we learned earlier in the movie that he cannot speak German. So he goes undercover as Ooh. an officer with a bandage around his neck and a little card that says, I was shot in the throat. I can't I can't speak. But the problem is, Pat, it gets worse. Yeah, because yeah. not only can he not speak German, okay, he doesn't understand he German. Yeah, yeah, that's how can you be an amazing spy in the midst yeah. of Nazi Germany? Yeah, when you don't understand yeah. a word that's being said around you. Right. Yeah, that's uh, that is what that broke the movie. By God is my witness, a... I it broke the movie in half. Right. I mean, that would be like going to see Top Gun. And Maverick isn't a pilot, Correct. right? Like it would just, you know, that that's, 
there's a there's a gap there's a gap there yeah. that needs to be bridged yeah yeah i don't i don't know and you know it maverick is it a, maverick like is, a, it was as if maverick is a caddy on a golf course that's right and they try that's to right. throw him in a jet and have him fly exactly exactly yeah. now i guess the thing is is that a lot of what you seem to be mentioning is things that are just like why is it that way like why write that into the movie yeah because I think you could just not write it into the movie. Correct. And it's not like there's some gap or something like that. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. not like you're taking out a critical plot point. It's just the way that they A lot of the movie know, just doesn't it doesn't make sense. Some of the characterizations yeah. don't make sense. The situations yeah. they get themselves in, it does not make sense. The I mean, the acting in the movie, other than just me not liking Melanie Griffith, because she just to me she sounds kinda like a zombie that's been slightly warmed over. Um Okay. Other than that, uh, the rest of it's not terrible. So, right, right. I, while there's a lot of problems with this movie, and I think that it does possibly deserve its place, uh, you know, on, on this list, um, I don't know that I feel like this is the worst of the movies that yeah. are on this, yeah, list I get of, this list of five. Okay. No, I, I get your comments. I and I, I'm I'm gonna finish it up, and I'll look forward to yeah. putting them in place because it just it just sounds like that. They just make some choices. They're like, why, why did you do that? It doesn't need to be this way. Yeah. You know the uh, the movie makeup people also from when you're going from the flashbacks to whatever time period it's supposed to be, like the 80s. I think it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, when you when you get to her being interviewed later on by the BBC, I think it was. Um, yeah, she does not look a whole lot older than she did in the forties. Yeah. So it's supposed to be a span of 40 years. I mean, I'm not saying they need to do some of that, like star Trek, the next generation season two old people makeup, um, right. where it's like oatmeal on their faces. Um, right. But it needed to be, she needed to be aged just to, just a tad more. Yeah. Acknowledge the passing of time. That's Correct. all just an acknowledgement. Correct. Hey, thanks again for listening to the 30-something movie podcast's monthly Patreon preview episode. If you'd like to find the full episodes, head on over to freezeropodcast.com slash donate. There you'll be directed to our Patreon page where you can join at any level of support to get access to these bonus episodes. There are other tiers of support available, but any level of support will get you access to the monthly bonus episodes. Everybody, thank you so much as always. Be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies, and we'll see you back here next time.